listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. All day dangerous. Ain't too many can bang with us. Straight up weed, no angel dust. Label us notorious. Thug ass niggas that love the bus. It's strange to us. Y'all niggas be scrambling, gambling, up in restaurants with mandolins and violins. We just sitting here trying to win, trying not to sin. Hot off weeds and lots of gin. So much smoke need oxygen. Steadily counting them Benjamins. Nigga, you would too if you knew what this game would do to you. Been in this shit since 92. Look at all the bullshit I've been through. So-called beef with you know who. Fuck a few female stars or two nigga blue light nigga move like like shit not to be fucked with motherfucker better duck quick cause me and my dogs love the buck shit fuck the luck shit strictly aim no aspirations quit the game spit your game talk your shit grab your gat call your dick that's not what it says call your clip squeeze your clip hit the right one pass the weed i got to light one all these niggas i got to fight one all these hoes i got to like one our situation is a tight one what you gonna do nigga fight or run. run hey welcome to the black out tips podcast your host rod and Karen. we're in the house on a sunday that's right sunday morning uh ready to do some podcasting before the nfl game start um because you don't want to hold you guys up from your boycott um they already had one yeah yeah i know it was already as i tell you man they just watering down the product at least it's two sorry teams and we're not gonna, Miami not, and yeah. somebody I don't care about. You know what I'm saying? New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna go on a rant about that. But don't nobody want to fucking watch badass football for the sunrise. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for the Saints fans. I had to get up this morning and watch that ass whooping. Yeah, they did. Because that's normally what it is. It's normally a lopsided game. The games aren't close. And, and just from my perspective, and maybe this is just me, and, I, and I'm going to say it from this perspective, it's coming from the American elite elitism that i have nobody gives a fuck about american football but america i don't know why people don't understand that like football mm-hmm. everywhere else in the country is motherfucking soccer like nobody gives a fuck about football americano or whatever you want to call it so when we watch these games a is in another country most american fans think there's no home team you go in there they have uh carolina panthers jersey on and new england jersey on. like it's no home team it looks fucking I'm, from my perspective it looks confusing and then you know you have people particularly if you play fancy football you better get it you better hope you watch it uh uh get your fancy football team together and hope you ain't got nobody playing because you fuck around and, and by the time you wake up the game gonna be over yeah i just think that all that traveling and shit makes the games bad right you know, they this is bad quality i was to get that i was to get back it's a, it's a struggle on the teams and 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 shit like that like it and like you said it and in the end result it gives a bad quality product just like the thursday night games although it has been interesting to see who still kneeled and whatnot so they it didn't stop after last week like three or four people kneeled but a lot less people of course back to back to normal i guess we'll see what the afternoon games do right um all right uh don't forget you can find us on itunes stitcher just search the blackout tips leave us five star reviews and we'll read them on the show as long as they're nice the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport it's bullet ball bullet ball extreme and i forgot to mention we did get a review from canada yesterday mm-hmm. um it's from bony bones rivers who says five stars one of the best podcasts on the planet Rod and karen and the guests provide thoughtful insightful opinions on the topics of the day although i can't listen as much as i used to because of work and other commitments this podcast has to be in your rotation thank you oh thank you baby yep um so all right uh 
uh, don't forget this day this today's podcast is sponsored brought to you by shadow dog productions they have an audio play album out for the people that aren't um you know filthy pieces of shit they're listening to this you know maybe you got kids maybe you like something to listen to while you're in the uh car with your children and you can't put on our show because we cuss too much and talk say nigga a lot come on um well uh you guys may all be filthy sinning degenerates but sooner or later you got kids around you don't want exposed to that life and uh shout out productions got your back they have a family friendly album geared towards kids it's liliana catchman of dance moms uh check it out on itunes it's short stories with liliana catchman and liliana is spelled l-i-l-l-i-a-n-a uh catchman k-e-t-h i mean k-e-t-c-h man catchman uh so yeah make sure y'all do that uh also today's show is brought to you by loot crate that's right it's october it's a new month guys time to get your loot on this episode is brought to you by loot crate a monthly mystery crate filled with exclusive items from the biggest and best pop culture franchise go to lootcratecom slash tbgwt and then enter code tbgwt you can save three dollars off of any new subscription listen if you're a nerd and you listened to yesterday's show and you weren't in the chat because there's only like 16 people in the chat you missed out you missed out we was giving away some of the loot crate stuff that we can't keep because they sent us two boxes a month mm-hmm. and, and then a ton of other stuff so we were giving away some but these things could have all been yours they could have all been yours and not on top of that y'all we didn't even get into the shirts like we just did like the socks and all that stuff it was like a whole pile of shirts we didn't even get into right so you know uh you guys can't you shouldn't be waiting on us to drop something every three to five months yeah, uh, whenever, whenever we, we decide like to give a giveaway right. what you should do is sign up monthly so you don't have to miss out on none of that stuff um but yeah lootcrate.com slash tbgwt code tbgwt and uh hook yourself up we appreciate that um and we'll open up a, uh something later on uh to make you guys jealous again all right because mm-hmm, i got a uh a, a meeseeks mr meeseeks uh hoodie yeah karen's wearing her mr meeseeks hoodie uh i don't know if y'all can see it in the chat okay yeah she's wearing her mr meeseeks hoodie right now so uh we'll mail everybody's stuff out later on the, uh in the week but yeah man a lot of this dope stuff that you guys see us you know rocking and you go where'd you get that a lot of it's from loot crate you know um all right let's see let's talk about uh all kinds of stuff news and whatnot that's popping off um i will say this i have been watching the vietnam documentary uh pbs by ken burns and it's about i want to say i want to i want it like 10 episodes are listed on the uh when you put google like vietnam war episode list Mm -hmm. but I, i i feel like i've watched like nine or ten already and there's like a couple more coming on but i'm not 100 percent sure um yeah okay maybe i'm at number 10 i think i'm at the weight of memory so listen okay here's the thing each part is an hour and a half to two hours long right mm-hmm. there's 10 parts um so like in total i want to say it's about 18 hours of 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 documentary um if you've watched the can burns documentary before this um you're used to then you should kind of know the format if if not then uh you know i understand like this you probably listen to this and tuned out right away like i don't want to watch all that shit it's so good yeah it's it's almost like i can't explain y'all it's almost like he's reading a live action novel but it's real if that makes sense i mean well it's it's got uh the thing about it is it's got like actual people from 
what and it, he does it with all his documentaries that you know the more current ones where you have people that are still alive but it's like it's it's kind of like a story told through the eyes of the people that were there through right you know recordings through um diaries journals letters home things of this nature in vietnam you actually have people that are still alive so you can go interview mm-hmm. them um and it doesn't really like try to sugarcoat anything mm-hmm in my opinion it doesn't try to like make you biased one way or the other it just kind of gives you all the information at the time um but it it's it's especially poignant by the end when you get to the nixon administration um because uh you can see the cyclical things between nixon and trump especially and how the society kind of runs in these cycles and you know especially this idea of the silent majority because nixon uh, i'll ask ask you what do you think when you think of nixon karen what do you think about um in our history like you like do you feel like he was a very popular president you feel like he was uh, well loved all that stuff nixon if that's the watergate president right yeah that's him and when i when i think of nixon i, I that's what like those two things go watergate, hand in hand right uh, resigned almost got impeached right, right all that goes hand in hand here's what's funny right in hindsight like the way people talk about him now you really would think that he was a piece of shit you know like he like nobody liked him da 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 he won two elections in landslides like he um like one of them the electoral college it was like 5 15 to 17 Woo! right he's um, banged ass yeah he ran against mcgovern who i mean i understand by all intents and purposes was a quote-unquote bad president but he was running during a controversial time where he had a war the peace uh the the hippies and all that shit the peace uh folks the anti-war people that sprung up under nixon um there was literally like bombings and shit i didn't know that there was like a hundred and something bombings from anti-war protesters in like a six-month span at one point um um but but it's funny because you would in your mind now as you know as as people that came up after after his administration that's how it was kind of taught to me it was taught like nobody wants to claim him Mm -mm. uh because uh he recorded everything because he was paranoid so that's the only reason we know the inner workings of his shit and the only reason that watergate happened like really got exposed is because he recorded himself and they made him turn over the tapes and then they found out like oh this motherfucker's uh doing some illegal shit right but i mean the it's it's amazing i mean it wasn't just him lbj john f kennedy like a bunch of ineptitude a bunch of uh like people that were fighting the war for the wrong reasons trying to you know tearing this other country apart like they basically vietnam basically had a civil war that we were interested in to keep communism from spreading and china and russia were interested in to spread communism and they basically used their bodies to have this battle between communism and democracy in another country and that's that's essentially what all that happened and two million vietnamese people died over that shit you know um people have a tendency and fifty thousand americans but two million vietnamese people died right and and the thing about it even to today i'm gonna keep this real and i as i've gotten older i started realizing how biased the media is when it presents shit to you they only care about american numbers so whenever they say total bodies dead they always put americans first and act like the other numbers don't matter but the mother numbers matter which means these are families children husbands wives daughters like these people are affected too not only americans 
yeah and the atrocities of the war and and that soldiers committed um and the fact that none of them were actually brought to any level of justice really i mean they like they cover like some of the like there was massacres like they killed 497 men old men women and children in this village one time um because they had they they had certain units that were like almost the rogue units like they would be out for days uh they were you know i think one was called like tiger company and they were like extremely uh they were like the people that were trained to kill the gorillas like so they would they would they were trained to kill the the like to be in the woods for days without any uh contact with you know stuff like that and some of the motherfuckers used to just run up on innocent people in villages and shit they they had free fire zones where anyone they saw was considered a a enemy didn't matter what they look like didn't matter uh you know they had curfew times if you see people out after this time you can kill them period um things like that you know where uh it, you know and you, you gotta keep these are americans coming to another country to kill right. they talk about the racial components of the army like the fact that black people represented most of the fatalities for a long period of time while not getting any of the money not getting any of the uh the positions of leadership um you know uh they had a draft and basically if you had money you could dodge it you know it's how george w bush was able to dodge the draft it's how yeah it's how it's like you had money it's say you had it though you ain't gotta go and um the thing that was funny is the most americans still believed in the war most americans still supported it there was a shooting on a college campus at kent uh these are all things i had heard about in the periphery i just didn't know right what, but i just hadn't because they don't teach us this shit in the school and mm. they don't go into any detail nope. uh because it don't make us feel bad as americans this is a war we lost this is a war that was pointless for a lot of people mm-hmm. this is a war that was proven to be based on lies and shit they don't want to teach american kids this shit because we'll feel bad and they don't want us to and the most important thing in the world when it comes to education is we should never feel bad and americans are the best right we have to we need the propaganda of we're the best we always had a moral correctness and all this shit um so what was wild though is um four kids got killed at a by um national guard at a university at protest for like an anti-war protest um they told them to disperse and they shot you know four and killed four people and then uh with live ammunition from m16s the same way they've been killing people in vietnam and it was wild because they uh had a poll after the kids got killed and something like 70 73 percent of americans thought it was justified like and they was killing white kids like those wasn't black kids one of the kids was a bystander who was in the rotc like he was on the side of the military and he got killed just over just looking around and they said his parents received hate mail and were told like y'all son you should be thanking the military for killing your son because he was about to be a commie and that's what he was doing out there and all this shit like that's how fucked up americans were at the time um and i think it was a time also of unquestioning loyalty to country after world war Two and um you you had the big boogeyman of the commies the communists are coming to get you um, al-qaeda today right and people will give you uh shit it's the same thing with russia today almost but right. people will give you um so much leeway if they feel like there's a bigger bad guy so it's like we have to believe our president we have to believe in our country 
we have to believe in this war and this is like the things i noticed is it was a time when you still had like three news channels right no cable news Mm -hmm. no internet no No. social media well they did it radio a lot of people listen to the news through the radio right same thing but you had a major few like it wasn't you know shit a radio broadcast might be from the same guy you watch on tv right yeah yeah yeah, it just it wasn't um as much media then Mm -mm. and i keep thinking like the distrust that because basically what happened was um this whole thing escalated under um john f kennedy is when it started he got killed then uh lyndon johnson took over lbj and he basically like triple double quadruple tenth down like on this shit and that's how you end up in this war well uh within a few couple years um he had a dude named um man what is his name was it MacArthur or mick mick something anyway mick man why can't i remember his name anyway uh that dude basically said um yeah i'm not um i'm 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 not going to uh i don't support this war anymore even though i started this shit mccarthy mccarthy yeah yeah i think that was who it was maybe um no no it wasn't mccarthy it was somebody else hold on i i I can look it up guys just give me a second anyway the point being he basically said um i'm gonna start a to do a report like i'm gonna start uh 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 basically he commissioned a report to look into the causes of the vietnam war what how he got into it because he wanted to be a warning for other people like the next president shit to see the bad decisions that were made and how to avoid this shit because he knew at the time we're this is a quagmire we can't win it we're gonna be locked in this shit forever yes so um let me start this report and like the report and and he at that time privately was telling Lyndon Johnson like, "Yo, this is bad. We're not gonna win this. Motherfuckers are going to die for no reason. We like we we're like we are fucking toast. Like we need to get out of this shit." And LBJ couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't not do it. Like he just kept sending troops. Kept it to him. It was important that they win this 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 war with the communists. Like it was just that important to him that this country because it was gonna make some other countries in the area. M- McNamara, that was his name um it was gonna make some other countries look bad and all this shit and they they might end up going to capital uh to communism if they don't have an ally da 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 so you end up with this this quagmire and then each president inherited it Mm -hmm. so then nixon inherits it and you know he's shady as fuck like uh the way like he's lying to they were lying to americans they were secretly bombing uh vietnam when when telling people they weren't they were telling people we're not involved there's no war we're not there's no military presence over there and they would just like bomb some shit um which is fun it's wild right because i think about um obama in this era and like how um in his era it became like fuck this nigga for making these drone strikes but the reason we know about him is because he's made it's so transparent to where it's like listen the american people just need to know what the fuck we're doing yeah, everybody else y'all want to so, know so shit. so 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 if, if motherfuckers get mad or whatever they know Don't the truth it. they know it right away when it's happening they they can read it for themselves and judge me it uh, lbj was bombing shit in secret and lying going on tv and being like nope no we didn't no i don't know we're not there's none of us there um same thing with nixon lied to the american public and then went and bombed some shit and then be like i don't know what y'all talking about you know um 
so it was a it was a lot of shit like that but um if mcnamara hadn't made this report that had basically all the off-record decisions and and uh, communiques and shit if he hadn't said that who knows what the fuck would have happened but his report came out and exposed everybody all the decisions and that's actually where we get watergate from because i never really understood what watergate was about right nixon had these dudes called the plumbers one of them even worked on his campaign they were like these covert dudes that were supposed to like um there was a journalist who was exposing all these secrets from the mcnamara report and they took him to court and lost in the supreme court they couldn't stop him from coming out with it and so what he did was like i want some dirt on this dude so he went and they had the plumbers his boys break into the dude's uh psychiatrist office the journalist psychiatrist office uh, to try to find his file and he had him break into somewhere else to try to find some information and they came up empty on both counts these motherfuckers were not uh that like they didn't seem to be very professional at this they right. just were some white dudes breaking in shit mm-hmm. well um that was his thing though if he thought you were an enemy he was like well, i'm gonna try to get some dirt on you discredit you put you in jail if i can anything hmm. right very familiar right um and you put this motherfucker in the white house so he has this you know unlimited power right and like i said at, at the time it was a lot less questioning in america because you just in americans opinions i have no reason to, at that time i don't have a reason to question my president that's unpatriotic you know this is just a time before you know at, like after these lies were exposed because you when when the mcnamara report comes out it's not just about lyndon johnson or nixon it's about john f kennedy lyndon johnson nixon all lying so now you're getting all this information of what really happened and so people find out like oh all the presidents are lying like it's not just the one i like it's not the democrats it's not the republican it's not the young one it's not the old one these motherfuckers all lied to keep this war going so it was um i think i I, my guess is america the trust in the government has never probably ever recovered from that Mm -mm. um you know because before that like motherfuckers was going in the street and fighting these hippies you know what i mean like they they had like they were that's how it was violence in the streets to be like y'all motherfuckers need to stop being anti-american to question the president blah 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 and now you know um it feels like to a large extent some of that's back but you know mm-hmm. um but but it'll never be like it was i think anyway uh it's a great documentary um and uh like i said it, i don't think uh uh ken burns just can't get enough props like if you got a chance to, it's, it's repeating on pbs constantly y'all know pbs just shows everything until it's into the ground 10 parts I, I i suggest everybody go watch it they should teach this in school it should be mandatory viewing civil war same thing every you, they should just have a class where y'all fucking watch the civil war documentary and then y'all have to do reports and discussions afterwards because these are the things that americans don't learn about um the racial aspects are so good um the and they and they, and they go into it pretty well like um they like they don't go they don't have like a full episode dedicated to it but they have like every episode or two you get like about 20 30 minutes on just like what it was like being a black soldier you know like uh they had this thing called fragging where basically it's friendly fire it's where a, a soldier in that's a american marine or whatever kills another one and they you know they throw they it's named after frag grenades right like you throw a grenade over there where that person's at and kill them uh because it's in the battle and the chaos nobody knows what happened right 
and they said a lot of that shit was black soldiers getting over there you know i got a gun i got a weapon and then getting dealing with racism and they're like you know i get over here there's different regulations for cutting my hair i get over here y'all call still calling me racial slurs and we in a motherfucking another country battalion we're supposed to be fighting together all the bullets are colorblind they don't give a fuck about who they killing Mm -mm. and you yet i still have to deal with your racism and your white superiority over here y'all y'all got confederate flags over here what does a confederate flag have to do with this um and they was talking they had like a whole section on just like look man you dealing with some racist asshole you know you tell them like hey cut that shit out or someone's making decisions in the field that are like putting people at risk or whatever they like they might warn you first by like just kind of like uh they used to do this thing like throw a smoke grenade in your in your bunk for the night and they just that's a reminder that hey that shit could have been a frag grenade you know change your fucking tune um or they just kill you like you know you just i'm t- i got a gun too i got i got grenades too you just not gonna fucking uh call me a nigger and i'm supposed to take it you know right. one dude said some shit like he had a black platoon leader and was like yeah i'm not following you around because i'm white that's like tarzan following cheetah basically calling him a monkey you know shit like that man one black dude was like i fought in this war i come back i couldn't get a cab home come on you know um like it, it was just it was some wild shit man it really makes you think man um but yeah it just didn't pull any punches i'm i still have to watch the last part but it's it's really been so good and uh i just want to take the time out to recommend that shit to everybody mm-hmm. and it goes to show you that some shit ain't changed like it just hasn't changed and and it's funny though when you talk to people how a lot of people try to act particularly white people when you bring this shit up they act like the history is the past and you're like no 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 that shit Mm-mm. is still the same and it still existed and what people to realize just like it's people over here that's still alive you were talking about vietnam there's people over there that's still alive and what people also americans particularly white america have a tendency to forget them motherfuckers ain't forgot well that's in the doc they're in the documentary too the people that survived right. the, like that's the great that's it's not just an american documentary like and this doesn't pick a side like it talks about the north vietnamese and what their motivations were and they interview actual north vietnamese troops same thing with the south vietnamese you know they talk about you know people choke up about the losses they experience you know like you see people being like i had a brother he died oh uh, at this age and he's 26 and he's gone and you're like that's the quote-unquote bad guy in north korea that's the Viet Cong, the communist that's everything you learn that's supposed to be bad about them people and you're like oh yeah they're people too we're in another country killing them right and and, and for me saying they ain't forgot america wonders why other places in the world are like fuck america and we're like what because we went over there did some fucked up shit to these people and they ain't forgot and so as far as they're concerned the past that we did to them they they will never forget and they're like i lost my family member to an american like as far as they're concerned they view us quote unquote the same way we view them they don't see the difference all they are for some of them they just see you as an american and y'all came over here fucking shit up i lost my family members whole village generations of people because y'all bought y'all ass over here i don't give a fuck about the war i don't give a fuck about what we fighting for none of that shit matters to me yes vietnamese people killing vietnamese people encouraged by three outside forces 
you know like that really had nothing to do with their country um and they and it was wild because they had french occupation before this for 100 years then they fought the french off and then um by with uh like the help of communists and then that's when america goes oh no 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 fuck that shit we going in there making sure that there's a democracy so they they started taking the side of south uh vietnam communists took the side of north vietnam and then you had this big ass war and it's really between russia china and america just using vietnamese bodies you know um they had done the same thing with um uh korea north and south korea that was an issue um they had um uh cuban missile crisis like that's the other reason you have to watch this documentary man they cover so like it puts things in a context i just never had a context for because you learn about these things at least i did in school i always learned about these things separately right it's like oh the cuban missile crisis it's one topic yes right uh uh the north korean south korean war uh mm-hmm. vietnam war um uh you know the the civil rights and uh of struggle and the assassination of martin luther king and john f kennedy's assassination and like you just you don't learn about it um holistically so the connect watergate like these the connections never really quite connect um oh by the way i forgot to mention and the watergate scandal is uh because I, I brought up the beginning with the plumbers uh the the watergate scandal happened years later when nixon ta- has the plumbers break into the dnc uh which is a house at an apartment complex or something called watergate that's why it's called a watergate scandal and mm. they got caught they got arrested this shit happened before the election that he won in the landslide anyway like it's just like it's amazing like and that's what ends up taking him down is that but they find these tapes and you know he's on there saying racist shit he's on there um uh he's instructing these motherfuckers to break into this shit um uh and um yeah like it it was you know oh and then uh jail corrected me because i said they found these tapes and some of it had the watergate stuff on there i mean not watergate but it had them him telling them to break into other places on there and then 22 minutes of the tapes were missing the presumption being that those were the directions and acknowledgement of watergate but uh yeah he ended up resigning you know because of that shit that's what got him after all the years of lying all the racism all and he and the thing that resonated so heavily with me is that he was confident that he could go to war he was confident that people would back him against those hippies getting killed in the streets all that shit because he said i have a silent majority that is on my side right he, they, they're not vocal they're not in the streets they're not marching necessarily they're not they, fighting anyone they ain't, might not be open to calling people racial slurs or whatever but they still support you right um and yeah that uh that come to find out that um that motherfucker was uh was right i mean he won the elections with the silent majority and that's why right. i fear for 2020 that's why i fear for 2018 i don't i don't feel the confidence you know that so many people feel i don't you know i still see people kind of arguing over whether or not they're gonna uh like get the perfect candidate on the left and all this type of shit and it's hard to take it seriously when you know that ultimately um this has happened before in our society like i said nixon was reelected. come on lbj was reelected you know after after people swore that um 
you know they were anti-war and they were this war is unpopular and shit and uh all that stuff oh oh, no no i'm sorry he was he was put into office because of the assassination he won election the first time and then lbj didn't run for re-election uh because the war was getting so unpopular um but yeah man it's just um this is kind of interesting uh check it out if y'all get a chance man i know it sounds like a big ass ad but uh it's that good man i could not recommend this shit high enough um uh so um let's see what else we want to talk about um oh listen so you're gonna free ads my girl janelle james album is out we listened about half of it uh last night i gotta still listen to the second half but it's hilarious it's already motherfucking ridiculous dog mm-hmm. i go put nine it. on it yeah i asked her could i play a track from it uh for you guys on the um okay on the show uh so i she said i can do, do what you want so i'm gonna play a little bit of it um uh i think i will play uh uh melania meditation that's that's a third track on the album it's kind of long but i'll play some of it for you You can't get the whole thing for free okay guys Mm -hmm. i want y'all to go out and support this go to apple and uh buy this joint Mm -hmm. because it's well worth the money man yesterday i uh i got super high in my room and uh i just watched bullshit on my computer that's what i did all fucking day all fucking day my one of my friends sent me a a little reel a little movie of uh, Melania Trump, that's the wife, you know, kind of just like not trying not to touch Donald Trump, I guess, you know what I mean? Like just dissing his handhold, I guess. And I had saw that, I saw that one time it happened and I heard about it, but I didn't know it had happened enough times that you could make a reel and watch that shit like a fucking movie. Y'all look that shit up after, it's the funniest shit. It's so funny. She is like expert level at not touching him. And um it's, it's amazing. She has all type of different ways. It's crazy. She had like this uh like a low backhand high five move that she did. <laughs> that was cool. One time she was like, uh, she was like, fuck out of here. Did y'all see that one? Fuck out of here. Like she swatted them. It was crazy. It was crazy. They just kept getting more and more elaborate. It was cool. I'm into her. (laughs) Melania, I'm super interested in her. I think about her a lot. (laughs) She is, she a fucking weirdo. And, uh, she a weirdo everybody everybody knows she a weirdo and we can't you know we don't pay attention to her because he's such a fucking weirdo we everybody's just watching him and she just stands behind him not saying anything looking like a fucking Siamese cat you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) I don't trust it I don't trust I think about it all the time I just wonder what kind of fucked up war-torn, you know, mad match shit that she leave behind. <laughs> that Donald Trump is an upgrade. Like, her, <laughs> her country must be fucked up. You know what I mean? Just like lava everywhere and shit. I don't know. I see some typefaces. Who, if you didn't research me before you came in here, I would have hoped that you saw I was black and know that I don't fucking fuck with Donald Trump. You know what I mean? <laughs> that just... That shit... <laughs> You ain't gotta clap. 
You ain't gotta clap about it, but it's just like some common sense shit. Every once in a while I get these letters and all this fucking like angry typing at me and I'm just like, if I was a black person that liked Donald Trump, that shit would be on my poster. You know how much fucking money I can make doing that shit? <laughs> America loves shit like that. She's black and she loves Trump. I can fucking clean up. You know what I mean? So don't come at me with that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, our country must be fucked up, man. That's the level of gold digger I have never come across. And I live in New York City. I live in New York fucking city. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just wonder. You know, every woman has some guy that you slept with. You know what I mean? As soon as he get in there, you regret it. You got to think about a beach and shit. You know what I mean? Just me? Fuck y'all. <laughs> Fuck you lying ass bitches. Fuck, you gotta think about the waves. Why am I doing this? You know what I mean? <laughs> I should go back to therapy. Those motherfucking ass shit. Everybody got that dude. What does Melania think about? You know what I mean? That's what I always, I'm just so interested. What does she think about when that shit unravels and it's like brushing her fucking forehead? <laughs> Tell me I'm huge. You know? <laughs> 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 what kind of mindful meditation is this, this bitch practice? I don't even know. <laughs> Whew, what chakra is that? I don't know. Never find I like to think that she imagines herself like, Dive it in the gold coins like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> He's gonna die one day. <laughs> nah, it's, it's 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 just it's not fair because everybody. It, remember, they had that whole movement a couple months ago. We were all supposed to feel sorry for her. She was like trapped in a house of gold or whatever the fuck was going on. Get the fuck out of here. We're supposed to believe she's just the wife and she don't know what's going on with him and she has no opinion. She's just there to look fucked up in the face, but that's not true. Aww. I remember before the election, before all of this shit happened, she was on TV doing some fucking interview. Why? I don't know, but... uh and she was saying, you know, we must find Barack Obama's birth certificate. We don't know where he is from. Bitch, where the fuck you from? Where are you from? With that Dracula ass accent. Get the fuck out of here. Transylvania Barack Obama, get the fuck. <sighs> fuck that bitch, man. All right. All right. <coughs> it right. is so good y'all go support her y'all know y'all love her she's been on the show before and she's been traveling and stuff like that we haven't seen her live if y'all out there ever get a chance to see her live go see her live go support and show her love and buy the album listen uh that shit damn near killed me um whoo jesus um uh, man she's funny as fuck we listen to yeah, we listened to a lot of it last night, um, on our, uh, out, going out to eat and stuff. And, um, yeah, when I, when I say, uh, she's a motherfucking beast on that, on that joint, <sighs> she is, dog. Um, so, yeah, make sure you guys 
go out and support man because oh jesus christ man uh it's like she tried to kill me in the car yesterday uh and uh you know like i said birthday twin dog y'all should be out here supporting uh regardless so uh make sure y'all do that mm-hmm. um all right let's see news wise uh hugh hefner died he dead um and a lot of people were passing out these articles being like yeah you know his um his wife uh 31 year old wife um how's he do it i don't know um she's not gonna get anything because of that prenup that's actually a lie she is gonna get um uh like five million dollars out of his prenup which you know what if i'm 31 fucking them old balls that's the least you can do you know like he's 91 like i gotta fuck a dude that's 60 years older than me i mean oh um, my great great grandpa yeah and i mean he's one of those people that i apparently i didn't notice but he's a very controversial figure um i always kind of thought it was just i maybe it's just my ignorance because i didn't know enough about his life i was just like he's a creepy old white man that likes to fuck barely legal the blonde white chicks that are right. the same that look the same to me right the same model of honda accord you just went up to 2018 yeah but i guess um you know there's people that are saying like um he's uh he's been accused of being abusive to uh some of the women I believe that. uh obviously there's you know people that how people feel about objectification and he validated it with you know by saying these great articles that they're paying for but really you know you just want to look at somebody's uh titties or whatever um you know i don't really know how uh i always feel like the objectification thing is up to people like right that that's your individual thing yeah for some people that's their pet peeve and i don't have a problem with the woman that just wants to be objectified now if you don't want to be okay that's a whole nother thing but you're not wanting to be don't push that on everybody else like because i don't want to be objectified means you don't want to be objectified and that's not so baby right that's so that's just <clears throat> you know i that just depends on how people feel i can't really right. determine you know because it varies per woman <clears throat> and the degrees of it varies per woman well what i mean is like people are uh adults and deciding to go take pictures and pose for playboy it's not like they're you know publishing uh photos taken without people's consent even uh uh they tried to sell playboy vanessa williams nude photos um <clears throat> when she was miss america and they wouldn't they wouldn't publish them and you have came out and said no from my understanding he was a very complicated figure because there were some things that he was on the right side of socially with race and stuff but like i said he's been accused of being abusive he's been accused of um being exploitative and all this shit so i don't know man it just like i said i, I don't think i resonated with this guy like that he's mm-hmm. not my i know a lot of men put him on this pedestal a lot of society puts him on this pedestal of the ultimate male fantasy of no matter how old i get i get to fuck these like barely legal uh blonde white chicks for the rest of my life right. i'm never gonna get settled down until i'm fucking about to croak and then i'll finally settle down i have a harem of women i mean they gave him a tv show on e you know yes, um uh, like i think even that kendra woman or whatever mm-hmm. she's famous for being a, one of the people that was fucking hugh hefner right when he was like 70 something or 80 something not too long ago mm-hmm. um and my thing is is weird because uh he was so famous and rich and and all this shit that i i have no doubt that the people that went into his life 
to fuck this man and be around him and live in his mansion i don't feel like they oh i had no idea what it was gonna be like like no they must have known stepping in this dude was a womanizer piece of shit but you know if you decide i'm gonna trade my 18 year old looks and body and shit to be around this dude i mean i can't tell you what to do Mm -hmm. you know but yeah at any rate he just always felt it always just felt weird to me me too the the idolization of him felt weird like i I said just like a dirty old man i'm like okay that's that old man that did i'm not trying to find just fuck all them normal ass white bitches yeah maybe it was just like a time thing like i didn't i wasn't i didn't come up in the era where um he was coming up you know like maybe if you come up with him like you're in the in the 60s and shit maybe you have a different level of respect for him but to me it's just an old just an old dude that fucks young women and right. people put him on a pedestal for that shit and the thing is the, the 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 white women that he had sex with they all fit that tall skinny like they fit almost like supermodel status when when you know in reality most people you know vary in sizes and all that stuff and so it's one of those things where and i think too for us uh it does a generational thing does matter because you know as in over the years playboy lost a lot of money as things went to the internet as you know uh competition like somebody put uh i don't know hustler hustler was like his biggest competition and hustler was almost a quote-unquote opposite of that mm-hmm. you know um the internet you know people started going other way people like well why am i purchasing like a physical magazine when i could just go online yeah, and I think by the nature of what they did, um, Hugh Hefner and Larry Flint end up being on the front lines of some social battles. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that they were necessarily the heroes that people are trying to draw them out because he's dead, so everybody wants to say nice things. Mm-hmm. Or the, or if they were necessarily the villains that everybody paints them. I just don't know. It right. just seemed like they were complicated people, and I'm sure a lot of this shit benefited them you know all that freedom of speech shit benefits them for their business as well you know like i my business is putting titties on a magazine um so anyway he did um and his wife even though she signed a prenup is getting five million dollars so if you read the article saying she ain't getting nothing which i found amazing because in these obituaries of how great he was then there was like this almost almost this like willful like sharing of the fact that and you know he ain't get them bitches shit his kids getting all the money not even his little young ass she fucked that man for nothing like mm-hmm. it was almost like a ha 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 mocking part of it I and i'm like shaming yeah and i'm like but if y'all claim that he was such a good dude why would you also be happy that he didn't give this woman any money why well, i don't understand you know and this and it is that weird intersection where i see a lot of <sighs> sorry guys but <clears throat> a lot of black men were the ones that were doing the like well we need to say a bunch of positive things about this dude you know and a lot of black women out you know i mostly only really deal with black women online like that uh but they were like not so fast like right. nah he, he was also kind of fucked up and and i got to write to point that out right but people were being like well he gave you know like i, I don't know that i'm just it's like yeah. pulling this out the air mm-hmm. but like they were saying you know stuff like well he gave uh richard pride a first chance to be stand up or some some stupid shit like that and i'm like okay so he wasn't all bad but i i mean i can understand why a lot of women would be like but he definitely wasn't all good he legitimized um a lot of things that uh people find to be negative and offensive you know um and was celebrated for it you know it's gonna be the same thing to me when um it's it's, it's kind of that thing like Hugh hefner is kind of like snoop to me 
where i i understand that he's america's sweetheart but i'm not 100 percent sure what america thinks they're rooting for right and i'm not and i'm not saying that to demean the person but it's just one of those like weird paradoxes in america where people would tell you like well i'm anti this this and this but oh i love snoop dog oh did you see snoop dog on saturday night countdown or whatever did you see snoop dog he got his own reality show oh snoop dog and martha stewart like he's america's sweetheart but i just wonder what america thinks that means that to them that a dude that rapped about pimping and 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 bitches and all this shit for most of his life like has kind of become the lovable just weed smoking granddaddy of, of the entire hip-hop community it's just and it, it, like i said that's not a shot at him i just wonder what america what does that mean to america as a whole yeah you know mm-hmm. um <clears throat> the literal leader of this nation says it's okay to grab women by the pussy amber rose slams donald trump as she urges melania to get away from him and join her slurp walk movement uh here's the thing amber rose has the easiest job in america I mean, other than obviously looking fine, like I'm sure it takes a lot of upkeep and work mm, and shit to be fine. As, yeah. yeah, like I'm not trying to, to say that her work isn't valuable, mm-hmm. but some of her shit is so easy. Like she's gonna she gonna cake forever off of this shit because the bar is so low for how fucked up women get treated. And she can say the bare minimum. She don't need to go to no classes. She don't need to take get a degree in anything she can just come she can make her entire life of just uh the these men are horrible and she's gonna be able to make these slut walks and everything for the rest of her life so it basically she's promoting her slut walk uh because it's about that time mm-hmm. you know she puts on lingerie and walks around uh you know city with a lot of people and people join her and 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 men get like fucking righteously indignant about it and y'all want to be sluts just what you want you know like and which feeds right into what she wants Mm -hmm. like just helping her move her product uh uh like it's just and and as long as men feel a way about it as long as other women feel a way about it come on it's gonna continue to be a big deal this is like the fucking how many of these has he done already you know like she's been doing these for a minute yeah like third fourth maybe fifth year it's been a hot minute right she slammed president trump this time because you got the biggest misogynist in the world as a fucking president so guess what another easy year for her shit she can get three four more years out of this dude Mm mm-hmm um but yeah she slammed him for his treatment of women in an essay about the importance of feminism in today's political climate and her motivation for reclaiming the world slut the 33 year old model revealed in her essay from marieclaire.com that she has a real problem with anyone that anyone denies the free the need for feminism in the trump era when one in four american women are or will become victims of sexual assault yeah these are this is an easy stance to take like honestly is she's gonna cake i don't because it'll never change Mm-mm. people will always be mad people always say they hate feminism and people will always uh deny that women are victims of sexual assault and they made it worse with the way they voted so she ain't wrong no she ain't you know what i mean like this is a huge problem that is growing in america mm-hmm. not lessening and uh yeah she gonna do this forever uh somehow in 2017 we've elected a president who has no problem labeling women as fat pigs and dogs the literal the literal leader of the nation says it's okay to grab women by the pussy if you're a man with power and influence it's as if he's completely unaware of the real risk of sexual assault women in america deal with each day yeah he don't care Mm -mm. yep 
um amber said that using her platform to give women and other marginalized groups a safe place to exercise their right to uh freedom of speech is one of her greatest accomplishments and she thinks it's ridiculous that people try to diminish her activism just because she is taking nude photos yeah people can't help themselves like amber rose posted that pussy picture on uh instagram and you know what we talked about on our show that day i don't remember either because we didn't talk about it like it's just not that important but it's like the she's gonna forever live off of this because she does something like that and then look at the comments look at look at the comments lit like they light up and like you say all the comments do is prove a point all all the comment is filled with a lot of angry men whores bitches sluts and all that stuff uh, uh and also a lot of angry men who are very upset that a woman uh has this control over them people who can't who claim not to be sexist can't help but comment on it right. that's how that's how much of an easy money maker this is gonna be forever like people that i know that are like i don't really care about that women do what they want to do they see her take a picture now see why she got to be that and it's like oh you can't help it so y'all gonna regret getting called sluts are they am i gonna regret get calling myself a nigga like maybe it's just not my fucking business i don't know what the rules are over there i don't have to deal with the repercussions of being called a slut i don't have to deal with reclaiming it i'm a man i'll never know what it feels like to be uh penalized for having too much sex so i'm staying the fuck out of it because i don't know but but most of the time people can't help but wade into it because it's about a woman's body and we got to tell a woman what to do with it um i've gotten a lot of backlash from people who feel i can't be taken seriously as an activist and feminist because the world is seeing me with my clothes off she wrote i think that's a bunch of bullshit i could absolutely call myself a feminist and post a picture of my naked body amber mm-hmm. explains that as an intersectional feminist she believes that all women should have the freedom to do whatever they want with their bodies without judgment the social media star noted that all men who claim the instagram picture of herself nearly nude bottomless wasn't empowering are likely the same men who claim victims of sexual assault are asking for it by wearing an outfit considered to be appropriate and she ain't wrong i don't even know if they the same in or not doesn't matter yeah don't matter y'all niggas literally could have just not said nothing right because in her mind you're the same group right and the other thing is while a lot of dudes are like well i'm not calling her a bitch or a hoe or slut or anything i just think she's she's being ridiculous blah 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 while they're all saying that shit though they're ignoring that there's a ton of men out there that are calling her a bitch a hoe and a slut she not then she ain't talking to you then like like if you really are that fucking woke you just don't care you just think she's uh doing too much or you just think she's she's being ridiculous literally so what because because there's a bunch of people that are gonna just like oh you took a picture and made my dick hard you're a hoe now and because of that shit um she's gonna forever eat and to me it's like well just leave it alone you know i mean i don't mind because these are always great excuses to look at more pictures of amber rose in lingerie and i'm here for posing it. barely naked barely barely clothed and shit i i just like i'm 100 here for i could i just support her being fine and Come just on. leave it at that i don't really need her politics or not like it's not it's not about uh you know uh agreeing or disagreeing with her politics like this every year she get half naked and walk around the streets why are we mad i don't understand i'm not mad 
this week the weekend this weekend uh amber will host her third oh it's only third okay, i don't know why i thought it was more third annual slut walk in pershing square in downtown los angeles the first since president trump was elected and she said this oppressive way of thinking is what makes events necessary this country loves to objectify female bodies hell our president loves to objectify female bodies but when a woman takes power away and exposes herself everyone freaks the fuck out yeah they which is true call her a bad mom all kinds of shit the mother of one says she is tired of media outlets asking her about her brand of feminism because solidarity is important when it comes to making the change amber explained that she and other famous feminists want the same thing equality right 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 and that's the shit that pisses you off but for some feminists in my opinion i don't think equality when it comes to its equality is like it's only equality if you fit into the box of what i consider feminism if you fit outside of that you don't get that same equality oh she dating 21 savage now good for her huh what can who 21 savage he's a rapper okay uh the uh the advocate stressed that she has lost count of how many times she's been called a slut with the term being thrust upon her before she was even sexually active the term slut never seemed to go away in fact i began to realize that i'd be called a slut whether i behaved according to other people's standards or not she right. said of her experience so i decided to take the power out of the word and reclaim it i said fuck ho is life fucking hoe is life yeah you know another thing too though uh with her body type and i don't know if it's just because she had worked or whatever people are gonna call her all kinds of shit because they make she makes their dick hard that's, that's pretty much the the plight of any woman that makes people sexually aroused upon looking at them it, you know remember teacher bay like people were like see she shouldn't even be wearing at the school and there was a big ass controversy i'm like one she's teaching like fucking third graders or some stupid shit like that i don't even know what y'all mad about right um two there's nothing that woman can put on which we won't know she fine as fuck nothing like she was curvy and thick and all this shit you're gonna always know she's fine she like and you're supposed to be a this supposed to be america a lot of people coming down on that woman that black woman were black women like come on and, and i'm like what she's supposed to put on a burger what, what y'all want and y'all still fucking complain because she's fine you would still see it i don't understand but that's the way our mind thinks is a woman made me sexually aroused therefore she's a whore slut and needs to be taken down a bit a peg um and then of course you know amber rose is just fell in, leaned into it like well then fuck it then you know yeah you won't shame me because a lot of it is just a shame and quote unquote make you go away and make you cover up yeah it's, it's just a way of being like you know uh how can we control you and like i said she'll forever work like i I can't imagine a time when america won't be completely assholes about uh about this so i can't imagine her never working you know so more power to her i guess um you know uh let's see what else we got here uh you know i guess we can get into some uh segments uh so this music comes up we'll do some uh some fucking with black people um which is interesting too because uh amber rose uh, i guess lately she's been talking about being a light-skinned black girl and i remember a couple years ago on this show there was like we had a whole episode about like what fucking race is she and what like uh people were calling her white people were saying she from some island off of uh the coast of africa so therefore she's african she grew up in philly um i don't know you know uh they there's interviews of her claiming not to be black now there's now she's on instagram claiming that she did grow up as a black girl and light-skinned and had to deal with that shit i don't know and it's all complicated and it's all about um you know 
kicking kicking people in and out of blackness i don't know the rules to mm-hmm. to any of that shit uh i do think is you know there's something to the fact that um and this isn't to demean her necessarily so this isn't a diss at amber rose but there's kind of a wave right now of the woke pro-black kind of you know thing and i don't know if it's just to hers like either a i before this i was not really claiming this and now i am or if it's just the fact that um you know uh she or or she's just trying to to pose although i you know i kind of that's a that's a hell of a leap to to pose as like i'm black now you know like that's not at the dollars out like you can't just do that you know but but uh yeah it's interesting because i see people kind of like questioning her blackness same thing with cardi b now that she's got a number one hit all of a sudden everybody became a genealogist over the night and was like uh what you're not gonna do is be and i don't know what's the rules of that i mostly operate on the if you say you black you black, you black until proven otherwise like right. till your white parents come forward and be like that's my daughter and she crazy as hell uh i you know i'm 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 giving you your your, your blackness or whatever i'm not really going to debate it with somebody about because i i know there's also this black checking in that sometimes you know i remember when uh um there was that article with uh not article there was that facebook post that lovey did and uh, talking about with well, these light-skinned uh half white activists da 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 and i'm like yeah see you can't do that how you gonna how we gonna check them like that knowing that that's that's fucked up like like we're you're gonna police their blackness for checking you know like it's just weird to do and i try not to slide into that nope so i don't know what her race is i'm not obsessed with it to be honest she's because even within that she still has done and said some things that i understand people are pissed about like oh yeah she tried to pull the like i was a light-skinned girl and all these other brown-skinned girls in philly were were so pretty and and i was the one that was you know that, that was ostracized and everybody's like that's not how light skin privilege works but uh so so yeah there's a lot to it and um i'm not trying to get into defending all that i'm just saying in general the the bar so low for feminism she gonna forever work and she and you can see from her the way she looks she gonna be fine for a long time so come on she gonna be able to do this march for fucking 20 30 40 more years with just the bare minimum of of motherfuckers coming through like you whore slut bitch and then and then she's gonna be like cool check write me another check and mm-hmm. got another sponsor yep let me go and uh I, whatever happened to her speaking tour she's still doing that i wonder I, uh, I know she got paid all this money or they were talking about it but i don't know if she ever went on that tour i don't know i don't know yeah. like i say we don't follow her like that so she may have it this might be something we just don't follow you know what yeah. I'm saying? like and it's one of those things but she could do this for so long she's walking in the cane and then you know she's selling slut canes i mean come on there's <laughs> always room to make some motherfucking money slut walkers yeah come on hoes get your canes yeah she gonna forever make this money man i Good know i her. would make your money yeah motherfuckers make it easy dog come um, on all right so uh let's get into fucking with black people We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. 
that's right guys it's time to play the game we all hate to play it's fucking with black people okay we go all around the globe trying different articles make us feel fucked with with our points scores from zero to 100 intervals of 25 today's contestants everybody hey uh fucking with black people brought to you by slut canes <laughs> okay if you're if you're out here slutting and you got a bad hip hop on that slut cane get on the good foot i know you still want to wear them stilettos get you a slut cane mm-hmm uh white nationalists terrorized houston book fair and largest showing of force in charlottesville mm, this was not covered very very broadly in the media Mm-mm. um I'm like, what? what are they even protesting why the letters on the page gotta be black the page is white i want all white letters on white pages so it looked blank and i never learned anything and i could be ignorant for the rest of my life together they raised their arms in salute of sig hell on sun- sunday september 24th about 24 men in masks and balaclavas um descended on an anarchist book fair in houston anarchist book fair what does that mean i have no idea the group called itself patriot front and is loosely affiliated with vanguard front a fascist organization that includes heather hayer's murderer james alex fields as one of his members they rushed the door of a multicultural community center igniting a pair of smoke bombs witnesses say the assault was led by construction worker and area neo-nazi william fears fears 30 has made a name for himself in recent weeks after returning from the charlottesville demonstration he began camping out at a robert e lee statue in dallas before his eventual removal activists alleged fears also pulled a knife on unarmed prote- protesters with the local migrant justice group indivisible houston at a rally at george bush Intercon- intercontinental airport earlier this year the patriot front were being really irresponsible member of san antonio chapter of black rose slash rosa negra anarchist uh federation who witnessed uh altercation told the altercation told alternate they were children inside of that building that uh, there were children inside of that building they were outside with smoke bombs uh volunteer security saw the fascist group approaching their rush to lock down the building's entrances while organizers looked after the book fair's attendees they were personally calling me out which was pretty unpleasant and i don't like my name on nazi's lips austin-based organizer kit o'connell told alternate after helping shut down and act for america march against sharia rally in austin on june 10th o'connell has been targeted on social media by fascists calling him an anti-fascist terrorist my educational the fact that people are proud to be called fascist is fucking me up you know what i mean it's like oh you are anti-racist well i'm a, as a racist you the real terrorist you anti-racist terrorist like fat in fashion supposed to be bad aren't we not for that I thought so. let me look that up uh my educational collective oh shit what now make your make ourselves available to almost anyone because we want it to be easy to get involved with activism o'connell said we teach public classes we don't hide who we are in general so i recognize that this is a risk but it's still unpleasant robert warren ray who blogs for the neo-nazi website the daily stormer helped lead the fascist chants a micro celebrity in texas white supremacist movement whose lengthy rap sheet dates back to 1993 ray has led other vanguard american rallies in texas that resulted in harassment of leftists he has featured a vow a vice in a vice documentary uh charlottesville race and terror boasting that the so-called alt-right greatly outnumbered the anti-white anti-american filth after shouting blood and soil and other vulgar slogans for 15 minutes the fastest stole a handmade sign from the fair and fled the scene (laughs) fucking children they later posted photos of themselves defiantly clutching the cloth banner on social media what is that 
listen the racism now is so weak compared to what it used to be so we're touching your we're touching your claw flag we're touching your claw flag Ooh, gotcha like so the racism uh, is starting to be like church and have little divisions within the divisions i don't know what do you mean well no not everybody the anti the anarchist anti-fascist people are not the racist people okay no this isn't like racist on racist violence okay uh not that i really think the anti-fascist uh movement the anarchists not that i think they're any great allies of blackness you know i feel like i can't trust them either Mm -mm. but but still that's that's not some look at these the good races fight the bad races just yeah. one side that's is ra- no such thing one side is racist white supremacists the other side is mad because they keep getting punched in the face uh i mean the white supremacists are mad because they keep getting punched in the face by the other side so they was like you ruined our march we're gonna ruin your book fair a book fair y'all this is the nerdiest beef of white on white violence i've ever heard in my life a motherfucking book fair a book fair uh anyway zero to hundred oh zero yeah zero i don't feel fucking yeah, i don't even understand what's happening zero. me neither it's too much too many parts mm-hmm. a lake ozark bar uh is in hot waters getting criticized because they made an nfl jersey doormat that said couldn't be seen as as racist possibly oh shit they put a marshawn lynch jersey next to a colin kaepernick jersey so it looks like lynch kaepernick and then they taped it to the floor like uh like a, a floor mat uh doormat when you walk in the bar and uh the message clearly says lynch kaepernick mm. yeah you know not racist at all i'm sure not a racist mm-hmm. bone in their bodies yep. um you know good people on both sides and you know all that stuff of course um you know couldn't couldn't happen to a nicer ground I, I don't know what else the cliches are but uh yeah they decided that this must be one of those bars where they boycotting the nfl right you're not gonna be watching it in my sundays oh why is it so empty in here come on uh yeah it's gonna be interesting people to talk about well y'all won't be watching no nfl here i want to see what them sales gonna be like oh yeah the, where they're shutting down the bar no more nfl games right yeah. Pe- people ain't gonna come in there and just just because the food ain't that great mm-hmm Ozark bar is getting criticism tonight for a doormat that's been called racist good evening everybody turn it down a little bit it's kind of loud oh oh and then of course it froze play it still i didn't tell it to stop i'm jim rake and i'm amber side that makeshift mat started as a stance against nfl anthem protest kmu8 james packer joins us in the studio to explain how it turned into much more amber jim the owner of the snafu bar near bagnell dam says he didn't intend to offend anyone with his doormat of nfl jerseys that originally read lynch kaepernick Instead, his intent started in a very different place. What would you like? <laughs> Jason Burley <laughs> has been running this Lake Ozark bar for almost two years. We're out tonight. A project that gives a nod to his military roots. Uh, this here is my father, served from 69 to 70. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't believe him. Before we even get into the rest of this, I don't even, I've never seen this video before. This motherfucker goddamn lie. He did mean to put Lynch Kaepernick. He he absolutely tried to imply that Kaepernick should be killed. He thought it was funny, thought it was cute, and then somebody took a picture of it that ain't on his with his agenda. And then this and motherfucker put it was on like, "Social media, and right. all of a sudden, you, you your top story the news." He moved the judges to say Kaepernick Lynch now. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. The, the way you had it the first time is the way they were originally posted. Mm-hmm. So you you act like people can't tell that you moved them. 
right i don't know where ozark is where is this florida or something Mm-hmm. Um, missouri so this is in missouri y'all come on so this ain't got anything to do with san francisco ain't got nothing to do with oakland that lynch plays for oakland now Kaepernick uh played for san francisco why would it even be a floor mat okay mm-hmm. three in the united states navy during vietnam he too served in the military and now his son sixth generation military in this hallway of heroes around the corner from the bar a reminder of what the snafu bar is really about mostly it's people that come in here either customers or family of customers Uh, we have some people's fathers grandfathers uncles aunts but these pictures aren't the ones getting snafu bar attention it's this one it just kind of upset me really bad a bad taste in my mouth. And- Taylor Sloan saw this makeshift doormat outside the door of Snafu over the weekend, took a picture, and posted it online, eventually getting into a heated argument with Burley on Facebook. It just really upsets me when I see people, you know, put uh, kind of a faux patriotism uh, guise on racism. It's not a race thing. A lot of shout out to that white man, by the way. Right, he was for being upset because we would have never known. Ain't no niggas going to this bar. Come on! It just took one white person being like, "This motherfucker." Yeah. Let me put this on Facebook, and then argued with him on Facebook about it. So that shows you he know he was wrong. Right. I knew it. People want to twist it around to be a race thing. They were placed the way they came out of the box. I ordered them together. We pulled them out of the box, taped them down. There was no in- ill intent nothing he says but you dis- ordered just those two specific jerseys out of the box taped them onto your shake them onto the floor not the not the wall clip wow. you watch there's a clip of somebody walking in the bar they wow. show their feet they literally walk on the kaepernick jersey and and wipe their feet this dude's a military veteran, so he's probably one of those assholes that thinks because you served in the army, you get more rights than the rest of us. That's actually not how that works. You know, no offense to the military, no offense to police, no offense to firefighters, all that shit. You don't get more rights than the rest of us just because you did that shit. You signed up, you got a check, you did whatever the fuck you had to do to go get the GI Bill and shit. I'm not even knocking you for that shit but what i am saying is you don't get to come back to this country and be like nobody gets to do anything unless i agree with it fuck that shit taste for kneeling during the national anthem a lot of us military folks take that personal to heart i could line this whole sidewalk with nfl players that don't stand for the flag and a lot of the patrons of his bar would walk on them just the same i commend them is it a coincidence it's only white people in this bar celebrating you know only white people to eat at this fucking place right and i'm sure that uh, so his defense is marshawn lynch doesn't stand for the national anthem and neither does kaepernick but he didn't he only got those two jerseys kaepernick's not even in the nfl anymore he didn't get bennett's jersey you know he didn't like it's it's a it's he's not slick it's that gaslighting troll what they're doing as far as the right goes uh, I fought for that right. The same thing that gives them that right gives me the right to place these out here. He insists the order was an accident, sending us this picture of the jerseys switched, hoping to switch the narrative so he can get back to what he started this bar for in the first place. Patty. And then... Now Sloan, the man who took the picture of the original doormat, says he respects veterans. His father was in Vietnam. He just thinks protests should stay well away from spreading hate yeah um zero to 100 
Oh, uh, 100. Zero to the dude that snapped the picture and was like, fuck this. Yeah. 100. I gotta give it 100. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He knew he was wrong. That's why they argued with it. He knew he was wrong. That's why he, all of a sudden all these excuses come up. And you in Missouri, the same place. Uh, uh, the Flint, yep, Flint, Michigan is in Missouri. And Ferguson is in Missouri. So it's not like y'all got a track record across the country for treating niggas well. Right exclusive this is from cnn um cnn.com whatever exclusive fake black activist accounts linked to russian government no shit yep a social media campaign um calling itself blacktivist um and linked to the russian government uh using both facebook and twitter in an apparent attempt to amplify racial tensions during the u.s presidential election two sources with knowledge of the matter uh have said yeah, because people were coming out and saying because black people know black people, and it's black people just talk a certain way. It's just something about being black, and all of a sudden you had these accounts that was coming up that was arguing with people, and you were like, your wording, your phrasing. I think I think there was an article coming out and said they were spelling certain words a certain way and shit like that. People was like, these accounts ain't real. Mm-hmm activists were actually the work of Russians. The accounts are part of the material being handed over to Congress for its investigation into Russia's meddling in the presidential election. The accounts, both called blacktivists, posted videos of police brutality against African Americans and wrote about injustice to African Americans. Take a look at the Facebook page. It says, watch another savage video of police brutality. We live under a system of racism and police are directly letting us know how they feel and where we stand. Joining us is senior, uh, CNN senior media and politics reporter Dylan Byers. So these posts they were all designed by the Russians to try to amplify racial tension in the U.S., is that right? That's right. The post coming from this social media campaign was designed, our sources tell us, uh, by an account linked back to the Internet Research Agency, which has ties to the Kremlin. This campaign used both Facebook and Twitter to basically advance uh, a message that would, and, and posts and ads that would... Uh, exploit the racial tensions that exist in this country effectively as part of the larger Russian goal of undermining American democracy, sowing political discord, contributing to an atmosphere uh, of partisanship and incivility. And they were doing this, Anderson, at a time during a campaign when race was sort of at the forefront, uh, uh, or at least one of the major issues going on in America at that time, still is today. And if you couple this with the reporting that we had last night, that one of the ads, a Black Lives Matter ad, was targeted at the cities of Ferguson, Missouri, and Baltimore, you begin to understand just how sophisticated the Russians were in terms of understanding the pressure points for American uh, politics and American culture. Did, they, did this group have a big following online? In fact, they did. Uh, if you look at the Facebook account now suspended uh, for blacktivists, what you find is they had over 360,000 likes. That is more than the 300,000 likes that the verified Black Lives Matter uh, Facebook page has today. So yes, so it's not just a question of the Russians being able or intending to influence American politics. That level of following suggests that they might have actually succeeded in doing so. Were these accounts also promoting events? Yes, they were, and that's another area where you can sort of measure the influence that these accounts actually had. There are at least seven events we've found that were promoted 
uh, or broadcast by the Blacktivist account. They, these events range from a 50th anniversary uh, demonstration for the Black Panther Party to uh, the anniversary of the death of Freddie Gray. Uh, and real events, Anderson, events that were actually attended by people, events that were covered by some media organizations. So what we're, what we're learning tonight begins to sort of help us understand and certainly, I think, help congressional investigators understand just how Facebook, or just, pardon me, just how Russia was able to use Facebook and Twitter uh, to influence American mm-hmm. politics. Uh, what I find interesting about this is two things. One, I've been said that it's not hacking to use what white people already have a problem with. So to encourage a, the fear of black people, white people already have that. If they were easily taken in by these accounts, if even if black people were taken in by these accounts, that's a that's a that's a scar in America we've never dealt with, a uh, festering wound even, and it continues to bleed. And this is just a result of that. We're easy to divide because we're divided already. Right. Where it's easy to capitalize on that divide because it's already there. Um, so that that that's one part of it too. It reminds me of when I was listening to that Radio Sputnik podcast and shit, and mm-hmm. I was like oh man i can almost understand where it's coming from except they're so pro-black but then they get to like trump and russia and all of a sudden they're just like whoa 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 no we shouldn't be judging are we really sure that that's bad or does trump really have a problem with racism and you're like oh wait a minute what the fuck is this like how how do you get that far that you can be against hillary clinton how do you get that far that you can be and it's like oh this is not real you know and that's how this feels too where it's like oh okay this is not this is not real what they're like what they're trying to accomplish is not they're not an actual organization they're not trying to help and it's very easy to imitate so through social media uh what people do you know it's very easy to to brand yourself and all that shit so they just follow the the path and um you know uh it's just funny because it's just easy to copy that language you know there's actual people out there that do this shit where they've kind of molded their image after what they've seen work on social media but they're just a a collection of social media hot takes at this point correct uh at any rate um zero to 100 oh 100 for me all right uh and let me move to the second session already because we're gonna end up um okay uh we're gonna end up going over time uh so give me one second i'm gonna move to the second session real quick we'll be right back on the screen in a second everybody yeah and pull everybody over okay um but yeah very interesting man because um they knew all the language all the jargon um and because social media has allowed people to organize so easily I think it's also become very easy to meddle in that organizing, organizing, uh, because people aren't necessarily doing a lot of stuff offline. It's easy to meet, uh, it's easy to coordinate events, have meetups. People have organized entire campaigns of activism that they never occur in per, like they don't have to be there for in person. Right. Like, oh, I'm gonna have a march in this city. I'm gonna have a sit in at this city. I'm never gonna go to this city. I'm gonna be in a different city. Um, and uh it's just interesting because that can be taken advantage of uh protesting racial injustice hundreds march uh join the florida march for black women i think dc had one at the same time as well um 
brandy durham still remembers the first time someone pointed out the color of her skin the seven-year-old brandy growing up in south carolina was in a ballet class when a white girl loudly complained she didn't want to sit next to the black girl she recalled her mother had to explain to her how uh she might sometimes be judged for a race even if it wasn't right and that she couldn't accept it either on saturday durham 29 made the drive from orlando to miami to teach her four-year-old son donovan the same lesson she was one of several hundred many of them parents with children who traveled from all over the state to join the florida march for black women starting at booker t washington senior high school the group was protesting racial injustice and the socioeconomic disadvantages that black women face durham who has been active in protests and marches since high school says she has been bringing her son to demonstrations since she he was in a stroller mm. um but since president donald trump's inauguration in january has been a lot more significant she said pointing to increased racial tension in the country marches like these she says show her son how people can resist racism and sexism together he needs to know and see what's going on in the world and what his mother is doing to fight it carrying signs drums and bull horns the crowd of more than 400 marches eventually walked for more than an hour through overtime uh northwood to winwood chanting slogans against racism and blocking traffic though some cars honked approvingly at the as a peaceful car uh, crowd walked by the march was one of the set of several demonstrations across the country saturday organized alongside a national march for black women that morning in washington dc we are in a political climate where white supremacy is being upheld said rogers agenda justice uh coordinator for the miami workers center which helped set up the event black women she added disproportionately struggle with poverty and gaining access to resources like health care we have to fight for the safety stability and sanctity of black women on all fronts the march for black women follows months of similar protests including the nationwide women's march at the presidential inauguration but the march for black women centers marginalized voices in a way that demonstration did not said marcia uh olivio uh, olivo uh executive director of the miami workers center if we are not intent about lifting black women they will be left behind several parents including durham brought their children to participate in the march in contrast it was laurel suarez's two daughters ages 14 and 21 who encouraged her to attend saturday her first political demonstration she said the three traveled from fort lauderdale with multiple signs including one that said i stand with black women it's a good opportunity to share with my daughters there's a lot more for us uh for us to do uh during the march several speakers decried the structural disparities facing black women though trump and the national political climate also took center stage yanazda lone wolf a black and native american activist labeled him as agent orange president and a necessary evil because he has forced us to stand together she called black women the unheralded backbone of the civil rights movement and urged attendees to continue protesting for racial justice to cheers as the crowd uh marched from overtown high school through the predominantly african-american neighborhood several people emerged from their homes or stores to watch the procession emmett gaining 59 nodded approvingly as they walked past his home that's a good thing he said pointing at the marchers we need unity like that we don't have it the march eventually stopped at winwood and northwest second avenue where attendees stopped before marching back to the high school durham with her son stood on the corner as the marchers gathered into a circle to hear organizer speech it was great for her and for donovan she reflected as a four-year-old boy ran around people smiling and chanting watched as he ran up to the front of the crowd where two people were holding one of the marchers banners he tried to join in and lift it up but he could barely see over the top durham said that one day she knows her son will have real life experiences with racism counter to the kinds of marches and protests he's been uh he has seen combating it but by that time he'll be old enough to understand and it'll be double the movement she said it is now um he'll see that we're touching people he'll be able to see that other people care uh zero to 100 karen 
Well, zero for the March is a hundred that you have to do this. Mm. What you mean by that? Oh, zero for the marchers, like the organization, but 100 that you have to do this, like that you have to do this, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, is one of the things where, you know, I feel as though, how can I say this? When it comes, when it comes to black women, we all we got. And, and, and I mean that serious, like we all we got, like black women are the only people that support black women at the end of the day. Yeah, you have men that, you know, that love you and support you, but as far as the foundation and the root and the thing that gives you strength and the thing that gets you up every morning and the thing that makes you have pride in yourself is other black women, you know, because it's, it's, as a black woman, it's very difficult and it's very hard in this country. Marches like this have to be done because of sexism and racism. And then these women out here, a lot of them are raising their children to grow up to learn that you need to stand up for women's rights not just men's rights women's rights because women is the foundation and the backbone of anything that happens in this country particularly black because if you have black leaders a lot of times they want to give credit to men but yet they want to erase all the women that did a lot of the work you know because no matter how much this man does somebody got to keep him organized somebody got to keep him dressed somebody got to make plans somebody got to make flight arrangements like somebody somewhere and most likely a lot of these things fall onto women somebody got to organize somebody got to make sure he eats all this stuff and it falls on women and it's one of those things where it was 400 people marching now the thing is, if this would have been a man's march, you had the million man march, million man march they had in Washington D.C. You had hundreds of thousands of men going up there supporting this. There were also black women supporting this too. You have women marching across the country. Where are all these black men? And 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 that's the part that's sad because you know a lot of times. From, from my particular perspective, it's like I said, women is all we got. We look at each other. Sister, I got you. You got me. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're the only ones supporting each other. We're the only ones cheering each other on. We're the only ones that say, go girl, and yes, when you hit your dreams. We're the only ones a lot of times that we are our own cheering section a lot of times. We are the only ones out there that can look somebody in the eye, another sister, not know your name, not know where you come from, not know anything about you, but can look at you. And in our hearts, we know that it's a connection there. And I need you and you need me. And, and it's something special about that, um, connection. And it's one of these things where we have to cheer for ourselves. And then after we have exhausted ourselves cheering for ourselves, we have to drum up the energy to cheer for men too. So it's a double job duty. And it's one of those things where a lot of times I feel like is, is, is not appreciated. The sacrifice that the women have to make, because you're not also talking about these women had to take time off their jobs. A lot of them, these women are traveling out of state. They going down. Like it's, it's a lot more, you know, to this, like I said, it's, it's zero for the march, but it's a hundred because you have to do this. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I got a zero for it. Um, you know, I think, uh, the fact that they can organize an event and people actually showed up and not because somebody got killed, um, not because, uh, you know, the police, uh, did something, but just out of just, uh, that, we want to march to uh show solidarity 
uh, i think that's dope you know obviously as karen said mostly black women showed up i mean you can look at the pictures and see uh it's you know like the vast majority of it is black women you know um yeah and then in most of the males probably with children like you might have some men in the crowd. yeah i i, I yeah definitely but, they were probably but, children right M- most of the male anything that was consi- were, 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 were children yeah um i think um it's just interesting because uh one i had, didn't even hear about this did y'all like i don't i mean i'm just asking like maybe other people heard about it in our chat and i grew i i literally did not hear about this i don't know if you guys heard about it in the chat let me know um did don't know who organized it or anything um i find it interesting that i mean we travel in some pretty black circles you know i just and did not hear about this especially before the march i'm like i saw this article yesterday and was like oh that that happened i wonder if we had one yeah everybody in the chat saying no um so i think the promotion of it the pushing of it that changes um i don't know who organizes so maybe that has something to do with it you know it could be that um the other thing i find interesting is the women's march that uh that happened after trump's inauguration you know so much of that criticism about it was hey are y'all gonna be marching for other people are y'all gonna come back out the house later is this gonna be a continual thing everybody was like i want to fight i want to do this and at the time you know we both were like this feels a lot it feel, you know what it feels like those owners taking a knee with the players that's how it felt to me like this is a march to end it not this isn't the start of something this is a hey guys i'm a good white person i'm not one of those people that that supports trump i think this is fucked up too all right guys i'll never be coming back you know what i mean like going in the house eating sheet cake fuck this shit uh i heard about okay allegra says i heard about it only a few days before only because i'm signed up to my representative's newspaper okay yeah man i did not hear about this until literally i was reading the article going oh okay um and i'm not saying that this means i don't i mean i just don't i might not be in the circle of the people who organize this you know this and people probably weren't spreading it it wasn't going viral um like that um and i you know like i said i mostly interact and follow black women on social media and i still didn't see this shit so um you know i definitely understand the resentment and the the feeling that you have about you know why has it got to always be us doing for us because that's that's definitely a big part of it um but yeah like i said i feel zero because i like i said the march is um i don't know it's good to see you know that there are people out there um the pictures of the march that i'm seeing are the front lines so obviously black women should be on the front lines Mm -hmm. uh but i do see sprinkled in the back you know like uh white and latino people i do see you know uh some men in the background not a lot not not a ton not saying you know i do expect if i if you gave me a poll or some shit and asked me what did i think this march would look like i would have told you mostly gonna be black women probably 90 percent, and then just whatever um mixing it up the yeah team. but uh yeah man i don't know i'm glad people were driving down to show solidarity even if it was for each other me me too and and that's something that that means you know a lot uh to me um when it comes to this because i i i say it and i really do mean it but like i said particularly being a black woman we are always our own cheering section you know and sometimes uh from my perspective it breaks my heart when you look over and instead of the men cheering for you 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 get a push you get a resistant 
uh to cheering for you for just kind of doing the right thing it's always you're not doing enough you're not perfect they always set the same they always raise the bar like white people raise the bar for them you always raise the bar for us and even if we hit those expectations or exceed those expectations you keep moving the line so you know a lot of black women they're like no matter what i do it's not good enough i love my people i love you why isn't this love that i'm handing out reciprocated you know uh because the second something happened to you as a black male a black straight male a lot of times uh you look at us like why aren't you here too and you said it before and i do believe this if there ends up being a breakdown in this black liberation black lives matter movement it's going to be because black women get fed up if there's ever anything that causes this to stop the causes this to prevent it from push forward it's going to be because black women are are going to get tired of being treated like shit they're going to be tired of not being appreciated they're going to get tired of getting their heart broken they're going to get tired of of going out here and doing these things and and putting in the effort and putting in the work and organizing and you have a man come and wipe their work away they're going to get tired of being attacked and the quote-unquote good men stand by the sideline and watch the women get beat and abused and not say nothing and then once that's called out instead of you accepting the responsibility of it and doing better you end up attacking us too so we end up getting attacked from our fronts so as far as i'm concerned if anything causes this to move it's going to be because black women say fuck this shit and it's going to be because their anger and their bitterness and eventually for some people turn into hatred towards men not doing their part and not being reciprocated to this thing because it's the thing you won't work for the credit i mean you, you want credit for the work you want to be the face you want to be the forefront women are like come on do it it's we're not telling you you can't be here we're not telling you we can't exist in the same place we've never said that all we're saying is that come on and let's do some work don't come in and run in after the fact and wave your banner and show your dick and tell me how i'm not doing it right that's where the problem comes in yeah uh black men um suffer from the same patriarchy that white men and and whatnot do like um we are conditioned to want a pat on the back we're conditioned to need praise we're conditioned to feel like we are can walk into anybody's life and uh, that's a woman and tell them how they should be living and what they should be doing and it's that ungratefulness that i think um destroys a lot of goodwill you know because it's not because it's not like like if someone's literally in the street marching for some black dude that got killed by the police how are they the problem but we start with that a lot of times with people you know i've seen black men that will troll i mean netta's not even on twitter or facebook anymore she's not she you know but i've watched black men come at her from within and without the movement from day one you know um uh i've I've seen black men talk bad about deray uh like alluding to the fact that he's gay as if it's some sort of weakness or default uh or, or, or defect or some shit in his leadership like 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 he can't like you can't possibly be out here talking about black lives matter he's gay it's the gay agenda as if there's no intersection between that um and then the ego of straight black men is very similar to the ego of white men they don't want to hear anything that they could possibly be doing wrong and that's such a it's such a disappointment because as i said we understand to a certain extent how other people do us wrong but we want to dwell in that and never look at anything we can do better and it's and as as long as we're calling 
black women and black femmes and children all these people divisive for even bringing up that black straight men aren't supportive black straight men aren't out here um uh you know um being uh banner carriers and and protectors and all the things that we claim that malehood is supposed to be right we claim that manhood is about providing manhood is about protecting manhood is about uh you know um all the, you know all these all these things that we're gonna do for for our women and our and the other people in our community and but we don't do those things and then we still get mad when people point it out and we still get mad when people say uh like we just care about our ego more than anything someone brings up like i even people i like even people i like at the the breakfast club janet mock uh shit they still centered the conversation on but you better not be tricking me like that's just where men are like we are the weak link in all this shit because we demand like you said the praise we demand we had the egos we demand to be up front we demand to be centered as the 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 real victims and all this shit and everything to the counter to that whether it's real whether it's uh founded in reality or not we immediately throw a tantrum at the idea that we wouldn't be and and like i said it's even the quote-unquote good dudes so i just don't know what's supposed to happen when uh when that's you know when that happens but yeah i mean like i said when i saw this article i was like oh man that's dope you know what i mean because my thing see my thing is this uh if the niggas not coming fuck them so so like i mean why not have a march specifically for black women i don't like i guess that's why i only view it as good um because to me that's kind of where it needs to be like if they won't come out like i don't even like i going back a few years i remember covering this on the show and i remember the the pushback to some of it but the woman who wrote the article that was like yo i'm not marching for niggas dying no more for black men dying anymore and people got so fucking upset with her <laughs> and i was like but don't she kind of on a point and like i feel like we're there now with you know to a large extent where it's like yeah man everybody got to march for themselves in you know because if you're gonna do all the work i'm telling you now as a black man you're never gonna get all the credit you're never gonna get the credit you deserve period if you if something happens to a black man and you do a bunch of work to um to organize on on the behalf of that black man you will never be thanked you will never get the credit you deserve and you will always be criticized and people will not have your back that is just where we're at it's a fact at this point prove me wrong and i'll i'll gladly eat my fucking hat like please prove me wrong but niggas are never gonna prove me wrong you know what i mean like everybody i see that does this that kind of work for because they do this work for everybody right like when black lives matter it's all black lives matter and niggas get mad because they're like why y'all including the gay shit why y'all including these trans people why you including these women why like i don't appreciate this why can't why, what's up with this disability shit a black alton sterling got shot like, like y'all shouldn't we just be that and i feel like that policing when you put in the least effort and the least amount of work it destroys the goodwill within the community towards each other so like yeah man i uh i totally think it's a good thing that people are moving on and the, and for the record if you don't understand what i'm saying about the black man thing you're getting upset about it whatever okay forget i said black men let's let's move it like this 
isn't it good that these black women did this march and weren't waiting for the white women for the women's march to show up and do a march for white black women do you agree with that like that's how i feel about it that the same way like yeah don't wait for them white women to make a, a fucking march for black women in solidarity they're never gonna do it they just because they wanted to be patted on the back for the first march you know what i mean like they and they were mad and their egos were bruised that they didn't get enough credit for the first one so yeah man i don't you know i don't see this as bad in any way honestly i i it's all it's a zero i'm glad that and if that's just the number that shows up that's the number that cares right and that's the number you gotta roll with because like uh like Brian said give me 10 good men and i'll impregnate the bitch like i don't need a billion people at my march because you know what a billion people gonna do go back home eat sheet cake and not come back out of the house because a billion people ain't never gonna do nothing you know you're never gonna have a million people are never gonna be activated but you you take the ones that are and you roll with them man like you can get something done with that 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 300 people that showed up at this march you can actually get something done with them 300 people that drove four hours to be in your march you weren't gonna get shit done with you know the million white women that showed up at that dc march and then put on pussy hats and laughed and danced with the police and shit you never they were never about that shit so all right let's move into something lighter guys we've gotten kind of worked up i didn't mean for that article to turn into that but uh i think it's a good fruitful conversation hopefully um let's do some white people news guys i'm trying to keep my face we on an ultra light beam we on an ultra light beam this is a god dream this is a god dream this is everything everything i'm mad he didn't go we don't want no devils in the house lord deliver us serenity deliver us peace deliver us love little black girls was magic he can't mimic that boy you feel so strong don't have the strength to fight so i look to the light to make these wrongs turn right head of high i look to the light 
everything alright And I know that you'll take good care of your child Oh Lord I will sing your name I will feel your comfort I will feel your pain no one can charge. Oh, he did the old version. No. Put on the devil's neck, the drift of Pangea. He is playing the head of that guitar, though. Jopi Jampia. Treat the demons just like him. I mean, I fuck with your friends. Damn, Gina. I've been this way since Arthur was in the band. Eda. Now they want to hit me with the woo out the bam. Look just like Sia. You can't see her. I'm in the jail. Tell me the underground. Come and follow the trail. I'll make some candy. I'm never going to hell. I'm the Kanye West. I'm never going to fail. You said that's too good. Last job. Chance three. I hear you got to sell it. Smash the Grammy. Let's make it so free. And the boss so hard. You can't tweet. This is my part. Nobody else speak. This is my part. No white people speak. Stop! Glory be to God. Yeah. They go where they can't go. I'ma still give them raincoats. Angels. Second for the angels. Uh! I'm just having fun with it. You know that a cracker was lost. Oh Lord. So they get back like a pillar of salt that I don't put on my food. Like Wesley and Spike. You cannot listen to the light. Look at the channel 479. You on that ultra light beam. We on that ultra white beam. This is a God dream. This is a God dream. Everything. This is everything. Oh! Still going. But I'm looking for more Somewhere I can feel safe And in my holy world I'm trying to keep my Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Tyler. Go ahead. That's what I'm talking about. Ultra white bean. Uh y'all ready to get into this news? Now that we've all paid the cost to be the boss. Um, no White House invite for championship women's basketball team. That's right. I tricked you. You gotta do that child's man first. Everybody know we gotta talk about Trump. He did a lot of stuff lately. <laughs> he always doing shit. Uh, yeah. So South Carolina Gamecocks are still waiting on their invite from the White House and oh, they don't think they're going to get it. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Too many of them lesbos on the team. Guys, I'm sorry. They black. They, they fit all the categories. They, the, the shit. They might show up and punch that nigga in the stomach. Just walk right up to him when you try to shake hands and be like, ugh! Yeah, he put a divide in the invite. The team might be like, I'm not going. Mm-hmm. They on that ultra white beam. Uh, Trump's attacks nasty San Juan. Uh, mayor on Twitter says Puerto Ricans want everything to be done for them as officials plead for more federal assistance in Waco Maria. Yeah, you piece of shit. Shout out to the people that just got angry this week. Yeah, shout out to the people that don't know people that live in Puerto Rico are Americans. Shout mm-hmm. out to them people. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all not Americans. What the fuck they are? The U.S. territory, guys. 
uh people as oh price is out as the uh hhs secretary um after a private plane scandal yeah drain the swamp health and human services secretary apparently resigned because he uses private planes to fly everywhere and he literally owes like half a billion dollars Mm. yeah Mm mm-hmm uh he will pay right he will be out and all he has to do is pay the cost that it would have cost to fly commercial not first class so yep he doesn't have to pay the half a billion dollars back but just what it would have cost uh i think it's like four hundred thousand dollars or something like that or some 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 shit like it wasn't it's not even that much money yeah a check will come to fifty one thousand eight hundred eighty seven dollars and thirty one cents a small percentage of the total cost of the private flights so that's his tax money payer gone money taxpayer money is gone yeah, yeah. uh but uh it's funny mm-hmm. how trump surrounds himself with a bunch of unethical um uh stealing thieves and fucking uh pieces of shit in his administration they have to quit every five minutes the motherfuckers got more turnover than ihop but somehow somehow he was gonna drain the swamp and we needed a person to be elected outside of the the politicians and the corrupt da 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 remember that y'all uh evangelical leader jerry farwell jr insists trump doesn't have a racist bone in his body and the president publicly thanks him on twitter okay well a white person to another white person telling me who is and who isn't racist i give less of a fuck about that than uh stephen a smith's hairline guys i'm sorry uh someone turned donald trump's star in hollywood fame into a kkk hood uh good job we appreciate you dog that's the real real americans real mvp nothing but respect nothing but respect for my racist kkk leader um let me see if i can find a picture of it i don't know what it looks like but uh yeah that's good that's the kind of activism we need man um he you know this dude is a white supremacist and i'm glad that people take the time out to be petty and point it out at every fucking instance um people like we ain't supposed to say shit yeah oh here they go that's beautiful ain't that beautiful y'all donald trump and they yeah! put the hood on the star mm, perfect thank you yeah all right uh let's get into the lighter whiter news guys which will be brought to you by loot crate okay loot crate is trying to hook your black ass up uh it's a monthly mystery crate filled with exclusive items from the biggest and best pop culture franchises if you're on a quest for epic gear housewares and collectibles loot crate offers an epic range of pop culture items for less than 20 dollars a month whether you're shopping for the geek in your life or for yourself loot crate is the best surprise that you know is coming and i love opening up my package every week uh every month i mean and i get several of them okay today i'm gonna open up the loot wear okay and we are in october now so uh don't forget new month new uh theme and this month's theme is going to be um uh uh let's see uh okay mythical you hear the stories whispers of creatures and beings beyond imagination join us as we peer into the shadows and look into other realms uh for october's truly mythical collection get unreal items from marvel ghostbusters stranger things and buffy the vampire slayer Ooh, cool some of my favorites um let me open up my box though uh lootcrate.com slash tbgwt code tbgwt to get three dollars off and this is a loot wear okay guys so the loot wear um is clothes and stuff yeah socks like draws draws um shirts 
uh scarves a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. uh, let's see what i got in my loot well okay and they always come with a handy guy so if you're like i'm a nerd but i don't know if i know all this shit that i'm a nerd with yeah well they come it comes with a guy to tell you like what you're getting and uh it looks like i'm getting some pretty cool things i know i took a peek i like some of that stuff invader zim socks you know if you're in the space invader zim i know nickelodeon crew a lot of you guys Mm -hmm. remember that oh my nigga futurama socks with bender Bender. on them oh man y'all do not understand how dope this is uh for your boy because i'm a huge futurama fan i even watched the cartoon network seasons and the uh and i watched the comedy central seasons um then i got some shirts here oh some draws hold on what is these bite my shiny metal ass oh, oh. bender draws oh mm-hmm. i'll definitely be wearing these mm-hmm. uh so if you're in the ass eating it tell it comes with instructions nah. on the back tell them what to do um and then let's see what we got here oh a mega man t-shirt uh, but it's like a christmas design almost um or halloween design i'm sorry it's mega it's all mega man stuff but it's, it's set out to look like a skull oh oh that's neat so if i get it closer to the camera you guys can kind of see it's all mega man um so you got that oh they trying to be sophisticated up in this bitch oh um, shit they got a collar <laughs> this is uh who is this um ussc oh oh stormo oh two eight six i don't know this so this is where the guy comes in because i don't know this uh thing alien okay it's an alien franchise um shirt ash aboard the nostromo um commemorate the legacy of his this woven shirt so this this joint actually is like a button-up i know i got a collar and shit so like you can wear this to work you know what i mean people won't be like they'll be like oh that's a light shirt but really you are nerd and lastly my favorite of everything in here uh if you guys watch star trek discovery this week uh like along with many of us um it's a star Aww. trek sweater so yeah it's a star trek sweater and on the back it's got that data data kissing the cat oh so that that look i'm telling you guys man these these shits are so dope man so um make sure you go lootcrate.com slash tbgwt code tbgwt get three dollars off and get your gear for this month okay guys you can be looking fly in your uh, star trek gear um all right let's see what news we want to talk about billy ray cyrus and his wife tish have divorce case dismissed after they failed to show up to case resolution here maybe they trying to get back together oh so they're not getting a the divorce then they're not getting a divorce i mean they is is yes yeah, dismissed so they're not so maybe they trying to it's Miley Cyrus parents that's correct Karen these are those white people mm-hmm. I know these white people mm-hmm. maybe they trying to uh mend his achy breaky heart apparently so uh the 56 year old musician and his wife are seemingly going strong despite having filed for divorce numerous times uh the e e reported monday that the case has been thrown out after two failed to show up to a scheduled hearing to move forward with their petition 
uh, e-news reports that a fccr family center case resolution hearing was held um for the pair may 23rd this year the the minute note states the parties have been properly notified of the proceedings and have failed to appear the court orders this case dismissed for delay and prosecution right you're not wasting our time i don't blame them mm-hmm. they married in 1993 to decide uh they, if they decide to push forward their divorce they had to file brand new paperwork however it seems unlikely as a couple was spotted all lovey-dovey at the mtv music awards uh la last month Billy and Tish, 50, first filed before divorce in 2010. Dennis should have been going for seven years, stating at the time they were working through personal matters. They said it was in a joint statement at the time. As you can imagine, it's a very difficult time for our family. We're trying to work through some personal matters. We appreciate your thoughts and prayers. A year later, the achy, breaky, hard hitmaker was confirmed to have filed a request to withdraw his divorce petition, but the pair filed again in 2013. The couple have since reunited, but hadn't withdrawn their petitions until the case was dismissed by courts poor miley this is why she all fucked up y'all out there twerking and shit uh y'all worry about divorce y'all need to be watching y'all daughter uh meanwhile miley cyrus recently revealed the most important thing she learned from her parents marriage is to celebrate your love's journey she said one thing i learned about marriage from my parents nothing and no one stays the same grow evolve change with each other and celebrate your love's journey miley and liam started dating in 2009 oh, she's still dating liam hemsworth after meeting on the set of the film the last song and they got engaged in 2012 but then they split a year later it was revealed in january 2016 that they reunited and that the engagement is back on who is him Lims. liam hemsworth he wasn't hemsworth brothers oh, okay yes it's multiple i only mm-hmm. know thor chris yes yeah mm-hmm. uh megan markle is being given a secret uh given a, a security detail uh by her bosses because of her new high profile uh um relationship after her first public engagement with prince harry and Meghan markle is the black woman that's dating um prince harry mm-hmm. um, i can't wait for them to get married and have some babies i might have to watch that marriage that wedding because they're gonna be so mad me and mike felder probably be live tweeting it um yeah because you could yeah because you know what they're on the other side of the world that way ain't gonna be like 3 a.m in the morning our time well it'll be i ain't gonna that's not what i was gonna say it's just gonna be on cnn everybody's gonna cover it prince harry's girlfriend megan markle is being protected around the clock by security detail played by her employers the team is understood to have been hired locally in toronto where the suit star lives but well-placed sources say the bill is being footed by nbc universal the american media giant which makes her tv show legal drama suits the detail was in, uh engaged because of markle's growing profile fueled this week by her first public appearance with the prince at his invictus games in toronto although there is not understood to be a specific threat the combination of her growing public profile and awareness that harry has claimed there have been social media attacks on marco for her biracial heritage appear that prompted a move so wild man so wild races over there too not yeah it's just wild that you know they that they're so worshipped as princes and princes like kings and all this shit over there and then they're sitting around being like um you know there are people so obsessed with them that they would threaten this black woman for being black like she didn't do anything wrong not it's not like they mad because she's not royalty it's like she has the nerve to be half black what the fuck 
uh although the actress 36 briefly enjoyed the protection from bodyguards during saturday nights and victor's games open the ceremony boyfriend prince harry 33 is not funding the detail currently los angeles born megan is not entitled to taxpayer funded protection in canada because she's not an official member of the royal family however if the couple were to become engaged and she was to remain in toronto it's likely her security would be taken over by the royal canadian mounted police uh who provide protective services to the royals while they are in the country also what a what a life like my man harry was somewhere apparently thinking just like me and all these other dudes watching suits like god damn who is that and uh completely just turn her life upside down if she decides to date him you need security you're gonna your social media feed turns into just trolling Mm -hmm. like you gotta they they're like super uptight and secretive about like going to see each other yes because like they can't make certain public appearances because it means something different over there when you're out with together like like you must really like a nigga to go through all this because my black ass would be like i can't go to the movies nah man i'm good like what what (laughs) no who loves anybody that much like i just met you nigga you can't i got i need security now just because of your dick like it ain't even that special (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> what you gonna do when we get that famous? Wow, I don't know. <laughs> if she were to move to the UK after an engagement, it's likely that she would follow in the footsteps of Kate Middleton, who was given Scotland Yard royal protection officers when she became engaged to Prince William in 2010. Prior to becoming engaged to Prince William, the Duchess of Cambridge was looked after by a security team paid for by her now husband using his private fortune harry also has a private income and could have done the same for megan but it was her employer who has stepped in along with funding megan's personal protection team nbc universal is also understood that pay for security measures at her home and on the suits um suit set uh at megan's rented home in toronto hip annex district new security cameras have been installed front and back and the team performs regular sweeps on the street neighbors told dailymail.com security becomes even more intense when harry is staying at the home with one saying the street is full of police when he is there because you don't want them problems yeah you don't want them problems and this and it's um it's one of those things too where you know because you know she's an actress and all that stuff they were like hey we want you to come to work and show up on the job and shit so they was like nah we got this but yeah you almost have to you almost have to do this for the protection of everybody involved yeah you know it's wild too because like prince harry the fine one so come on you got to do what you got to do to to lock that down i get it megan you know uh prince the prince stayed at marco's home last friday night before the opening ceremony of the games one resident who asked not to be named added she hadn't been uh megan hadn't been around much for the last few days friday night they were there i tell you when he harry's there the streets full of police security people just they just go straight in and they don't come out a builder mike who is working in the street uh megan added she usually has guys in a dark car i've seen her them escorting her in and they try to shield her a bit she's very nice i saw her the other day she smiled away to us the owner of this house knows megan very well she's good friends with her when i started working here she told me not to worry if i see security stepped up because that means harry is here she has her own security people but when he is here there are more kensington palace declined to comment nbc universal has been approached for comment uh but they haven't said anything so um good good for them man i'm happy and i'm very excited for them yep yep this must be how it feels to care about white people because i I didn't care when it was k middleton but now i do me too just need to add a biracial woman in there and now i'm like oh girl get to secure the bag sis that's what i'm talking about secure the royal bag of gold doubloons or whatever currency they got 
euros or whatever secure the throne um let's see yeah be eighth in line behind all the other kids we don't care jude law's girl shows off her new drop dead look actor's daughter posts picture of herself in a yellow bodysuit oh my god y'all we're old enough for jude law's daughter to be out here trapped thirsting for on she out here trapping for the gram y'all how old is jude law about 50 40 50 i I don't know i just feel like he was just a dude not too long ago that i was confusing with other white people and now look at him got he got a grown-ass daughter iris law daughter of film star jude law and former model sadie frost is already a global ambassador at the age of 16 she certainly knows how to dress to impress judging by the picture she posted on social media sporting a figure hugging yellow bodysuit with black stripe like uma thurman and quentin tarantino's film kill bill you better work it he 44 okay and first of all um why y'all not giving uh the king bruce lee the, the original credit for wearing that that suit yes anyway um she stares at the camera with her hand on her hip thurman played a sword wielding assassin iris who captions the picture the bride after tarantino's heroine who has no need of a weapon and fends off assailants uh it looks if looks could kill so yeah jew law got a whole ass um daughter grown ass daughter what was the rest of this article about this mm-hmm. not about her anyway she took a picture y'all it was news and, and she's 16 so uh, hands out your pants people all right favor fair abraham showcases her hourglass figure in the skimpy blue bikini as she frolics in the ocean waves you guys may know her as team mom and if you're in the porn you may know her as the the, the anal team mom ah mm-hmm. uh with her long red hair reaching down to her waist uh yeah that's died uh she uh could have been auditioned for disney's classic movie the little mermaid i don't think so newly uh scarlet hair farrah abraham showcased a figure in a simple blue bikini as she frolicked on the beach in greece on monday the former team mom og strutted down a steep flight of steps to the ocean where she got her feet wet splashing in the waves oh she called the paparazzi you could even see it of course she this is like a fucking photo shoot she called the paparazzi oh this is hilarious she came out looking directly at the camera like oh cool they're here they got it and now to show off my newly chiseled cakes um the mother one seemed to be enjoying the solo beach trip not that this uh fact didn't her enjoyment under the grease oh yeah she had some ass work done that's what this is about okay all right mm-hmm. i get it yeah uh <laughs> like wait a minute about that. they didn't look like that before right i watched anal team mom and it was not all that ass mm-hmm she done got that kim k package all right, all right you know updated gotta let the people know for the gram gotta get the pictures out there on social media trap one of these rappers or some shit um under the grecian sun the 26 year old strutted her stuff on the coastline she sunbathed the star was rarely written they spell rarely r-e-a-r dash l-y rarely enjoying her splash around the beach she made sure to reveal her figure from every angle they're not gonna see now see this is why i fuck with bossa bossa would have been like uh team mom slurring for the gram question abraham reveals newly chopped uh cakes for the uh for the bros or some shit like that mm-hmm. her vibrant red extensions were worn loose and she went barefoot as she headed for a splash about in the crystal Aegean waters i bet she stayed there for three seconds you got all the pictures okay i'm going back in of course it's cold <laughs> she's been enjoying her lavish european vacation bragging on twitter about her time in italy before hitting up the greek party island hotspots mykinios um 
mikey knows uh it comes after the reality started and went vaginal rejuvenation last month which is documented on social media are you rejuvenated the veg hey sometimes you gotta tighten it up man mm-hmm, ain't nothing wrong with that she about to catch her she about to secure somebody back she definitely gonna catch one of these black dudes that's why you get that kind of ass work and it's funny too because she went all the way to porn star now you know what i mean like she really went from reality star to like this is like the porn star body like she did porn uh she could make a living off of this if she wanted if she wanted the mtv starlet also created a profile on her website which lists expensive treats and potential suitors that they can send her oh yeah this is complete like that's what porn stars do even uh members can choose gifts such as trips to thailand greece monaco and brazil pay for her to have pricey 200 dollar mani pedi or fork out three thousand dollars so she can have her hair done yo Ooh, if if people doing this if are. people doing this oh such a great idea if men are stupid enough to be parted with their money like this yo more power to you because that's ridiculous that's a hustle what like does something come with that do i get something back like what is the Mm -mm. reciprocation on me just sending you to brazil like what the fuck Mm -hmm. i wonder what a 200 dollar pet even feels like i wonder if she escorting dog is the planes in the bio possibility because i know that's what they do you know could be she could be full out escort at this point i don't know or maybe she's just trying to trap one of these old like 23 savage ass niggas farrah also lists a louis vuitton purse travel bag and carry-on luggage on her wish list as well as a thousand dollars shopping spree hey man y'all should uh listen if you listen to this show right now ladies you gotta step your instagram game up for real have you started a website asking for niggas to send you just 50 dollars can you just go to cold stone like can you just get can you just get uh can you get me a gift card can i get a bot bot a two for 20 at applebee's uh can i put that as a gift to myself and you pay for it because i feel like uh maybe we all should be asking for more rather than judging her for asking for some mm-hmm. uh low and be held daisy plants a kiss on her new man before snuggling up together as they put on a very cozy display during pub date mm-hmm. you guys know daisy low Mm-mm. my name is daisy low nope none of us mm-hmm. know her okay mm-hmm. i'm thinking about shorty low uh she kept she kept quiet about her new man despite being spied together on several occasions but daisy low proudly flaunted her new romance with her mystery beau as she shared a smooch with him and a cuddle in a london bar on sunday proving that their relationship had progressed to the meeting friend stage the pair packed on the pds pda while surrounded by pals sheltering from the cold daisy draped herself in a navy velvet coat as she cozied up to her new man sartorially in sync her new beau adopted a midnight blue t-shirt adorned in a gold spiderweb print between kissing and cuddling the duo settled in for drinks while daisy puffed on a cigarette Ooh, that's kissing that cigarette breath for the daylight daisy looked sensational in a tiny tartan miniskirt which showed off her sensational tight clad pins with her elegant duster coat draped around her draped around her (laughs) the model donned a plain white t-shirt while she accessorized with a pink bead necklace and pendant wearing her glossy locks and her signature polka straight style daisy bore a neutral makeup palette as she peered out beneath her trademark full fridge fridge what fridge fringe i don't even know what that was fringe oh that's what it was anyway um daisy is not yet spoken by her new man 
they seem to be in several times they seem partying together until the early hours daisy and her mystery companion they doing cocaine together daisy and her mystery cocaine uh mystery co-partner uh bundled into the back of a car and headed for home together last week the latest pictures follow a sighting of the couple that confirms their romance appearing to show them kissing outside a london pub among friends so mm-hmm daisy low y'all she out here fucking this dude that mystery man because we don't know what he does or his name right somebody found so out so it's a mystery no it's a mystery to us <laughs> they make it sound like the motherfucker hit his idea or some shit right oh a mystery man Double, oh 007 no. nobody knows his name oh we need to get get the detectives on this one who could he be uh the duo have been together since the off-white ex mysterious uh dot com spring slash summer 2018 party that's a long ass name for a party also a off-white party yeah a medusa off-white party what's happening here right what is an off-white party i know puff daddy have a white party every this is is you just do you wear the same thing you wore the puff party but it's been a year so it's a little dirtier and you go to the off-white party after the party daisy and her age party i don't know after the party daisy and her flame hair companion were pictured looking cozy on monday afternoon monday night and then again during the day on thursday shit they doing some fucking Daisy last high profile relationship was with Bradley Frankie Wade. That's high profile. Who the fuck is Bradley Frankie Wade? I don't know who that is either. Is that Dwayne Wade's son? I don't know. She broke up with in November during her stint on Strictly after just a few months dating. Bradley, These shows must all come on the BBC. Bradley Wade. I don't know. Let me see who he is. Frankie Wade. Bradley Frankie Wade. Uh, spokesperson told the Mail Online at the time Daisy and Frankie have been in discussion to decide to call it a day due to their mutually busy schedules. The split came just 24 hours after she called, told Lorraine Kelly live on television, I'm so in love with my boyfriend. Ooh. The tea is piping hot on that. She was either she was lying or his ass broke up with her. And now she done finally moved on. Later, Daisy explained that her exhausting training regime had stood in the way of the blossoming romance. Mm-mm-mm. oh poor daisy low uh at the time at the beginning she said this which is supposed to be the most joyful honeymoon period i have nothing to give him he we could have coped with the pressure if we had been together for ages and had known all the ins and outs of each other daisy had previously enjoyed a flame with singer darius campbell and uh, an 18 month relationship with matt smith of doctor who before they split amid rumors of hesitance to commit yeah he looked like some little boy Oh, okay. like he looked really young. She then embarked on a brief romance with Thomas Cohen, the widower of her best friend Peaches Geldof, from whom she shares two, whom he shares two children with. What? You cannot. No. Now, see, you know you're wrong for that, Daisy. Let your friend rest in peace. Mm-mm-mm. Daisy, you are such a scamp. Uh, cheers to that. Joshua Jackson shares a giggle and a glass of wine with his The Affair co-star mara tierney in new york the glass of wine is the only thing i know in this that statement you just said <laughs> you didn't know new york they they said they in new york you know new york well i know new york but i don't know the people they appear alongside each other with a showtime on the showtime drama the affair and joshua jackson and co-star mara tierney looked delighted to be reunited they chatted over a glass of white wine outside Morani in new york's west village on monday the actor 39 put his hands over his face as he laughed out loud about something more 52 said the actress was casually dressed in a gray cow neck top skinny jeans wet suede booties uh 
the good wife star left her long brunette tresses to cascade over her shoulders mara who divorced husband billy morissette in 2006 wore sunglasses that did double duty by holding her hair back joshua who is single after splitting up with his longtime love diane kruger last year who was also casually dressed for their meetup oh maybe they dating now possibility they both single and ready to mingle they don't mm-hmm. work together the pair uh that he paired a dark blue denim shirt with beige pants and nike sneakers and sported a neatly cut dark beard and, mu- and mustache the couple hugged enthusiastically when they parted with mara almost throwing herself into joshua's arms in the affair the play the pair played the significant others of lead characters noah and allison portrayed by british actor dominic west and ruth wilson who are having an affair how many years is this fucking show i don't know Let's season three jesus come on kevin hart man pick a side showtime has picked the drama up for a fourth season damn coming up there's some shit i'm not watching but has yet to share the release date joshua has been dating a bevy of beauty since the end of his relationship with actress diane 41 who was last seen out with bikini model shafia west uh that's who he is last seen with uh at farmer's market in studio city los angeles in august oh yeah we all know that they get down at the, you know what they sell at the farmer's market karen what eggplant now they do sell eggplants i was mm-hmm. gonna laugh but that's on the real mm-hmm. and the eggplants be reasonable price too all right man let's start let's get out of here let's go watch some football everybody everybody take a knee and uh and and go support kaepernick we're gonna go watch football real quick mm-hmm. um go eat yeah gotta go get something to eat um i don't think i got any errands to run this t- today so oh, we'll see i'll mail that stuff tomorrow mm-hmm. anyway uh sword ratchet this time jealous husband jailed after terrorizing neighbors with a sword a worry man who believed people were out to get him and threatened to cut off his wife's head with a sword after accusing her of having an affair he's been jailed for 18 months that's it good god the 40 year old pleaded not guilty to charges of using an offensive weapon with intent to common assault intent common assault two counts of contravening and apprehended violence order and four counts of intimidation in nora local court the charges followed a series of incidents in warragee on april 5th through the 6th this year court paper said late march and early april the man's actions became irrational when he accused his wife of 15 years of having an affair oh he must have been watching that show Mm-hmm. the court heard he was in, went to a neighbor's house a number of times claiming people were trying to break into his home police attended the property but could not find anything the man was at the neighbor's home um court paper said the man later returned home waking his wife saying people were after him he accused her of having an affair threatening to punch her in the face and cut off her head he then returned to the neighbor's home where the female occupant woke to find him and her 
and sweet armed with a sword waving it around shoosh don't move coppers are in your house he alleged a group of quarry lads were after him and had come to get him by telling the woman not to make a sound don't say a word don't touch the phone don't say i'm here he again returned to his own house and found his wife's underwear on the bed picking it up he hit the woman in the face and threatened to chop her head off he went back to the neighbor's house standing over the male victim before waking him holding up his wife's underwear accusing him of sleeping with her damn this nigga was on one mm-hmm. court papers say he did sped off in a car was found a short time later by police in hillcrest avenue nora with a sword uh on the rear seat with a 50 centimeter knife magistrate daphne cock uh found the man guilty sentencing him to 18 months jail uh, uh with a non-parole period of nine months he will be eligible for parole january 5th next year the story uh first appeared okay anyway um anyway that reminds me oj's out here on these streets y'all be careful man we'll see y'all tomorrow um the juice is loose and and y'all take care of yourself you got loose overnight they was like we ain't we they was like he gonna come out i think early in the middle of the night nobody knew don't nobody know where he going mm-hmm. be careful you see a man in all all jean jacket stuff it's not lawrence showing up to, uh, to that birthday party it's yeah. it's the juice mm-hmm. all right man talk to y'all tomorrow return to curb tonight vice principals we still will be doing our fear the walking dead Dead recap and premium people i did my review of american made with my man tim people's critic on twitter so you guys should enjoy that until tomorrow i love you i love you too